the word and great was the company of them that published it so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God welcome to the know your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord I am your host Bishop Fred A. Carwell senior now lend me your ear and let's go inside of know your Bible and hear God's life-changing word welcome to know your Bible But I heard that you go gamble your money away that you work for all week. <laughs> so at some point, I need to put down that wine cooler. I can't invite you to my house and give you alcohol. Why am I doing that? Because that's what I want to do. And every time you come to my house and consume liquor, I'm adding to your demise. Why would I I want to do that? And I'm to edify you, to build you up. And that look I'm giving you is tearing you down. Now you leave my house and you wreck your car. Leave my house and go home and raise all kind of sand with the folk that's in the house. Because you came to my house. Now if I can't edify you in my house, I'm not inviting you over. We're going to eat peanuts and drink chocolate. Uh-huh. I'm going to give you a Coke. You look like you need to belch. That's what I'm going to do. But these people were so selfish until they were not willing to help another brother out. Paul says in verse 14, I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteem anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. So to him it's unclean. He can't eat meat. His mind is messed up. I remember being a baby in Christ. That happened to me. I thought that I was not supposed to eat no ribs. I thought I was not supposed to rib it. I did. And I, I was working second shift and came home one night and Mary had cooked some pork chops. and Now you know how pork chops smell when they gravitize. <laughs> and I came in and, and, and my mind was already messed up because I've been talking to the, to the Muslims. <laughs> I've been talking to those Muslims and they carried me on a tour in the hood in them grocery stores and I saw pigtails, I saw pig feet and they, they had already messed with my mind I was a babe in Christ to the extent 
that I'm not supposed to be eating no pork. So here I come in, second shift, rice and gravy, probably some yams, something like that, with some greens and stuff. Hot water cornbread. Now, you, you know I couldn't just go to bed and leave all that over there. <laughs> I sat down to the counter, got the knife and the fork and began to cut the pork chop. Couldn't eat it. Couldn't eat it because my mind was telling me that this pork is not good for you. And according to the Bible, you shouldn't be eating pork meat. Watch how the devil twists the scriptures. Because after all, when Jesus came through the coast of Gadara and he cast those demons out of that man and the demons said, listen, we need somewhere to go. <laughs> we need somewhere to go. <laughs> and so we see all them pigs over there May we go in them? And Jesus said, yeah. So the demons went into the pigs. See, this is what you call a great misunderstanding of scripture. <laughs> and so what happened is that the demons went into the swine. Pigs. Pigs ran violently down the hill into the sea. And were drowned. I forgot the part. They were filled. <laughs> they went down the hill. And they were drowned. So it couldn't be the meat I'm trying to not eat right here. <laughs> Can't you hear the Lord saying. Understand this thou what thou readest. <laughs> so nothing within itself is unclean. We can eat whatever we want to eat. There are some vegans in this congregation. I know a couple of them. If you try to get them to eat a wiener or any kind of meat, they will tell you that they are not going to eat it. And my thing to those that are vegetarians is this. That's fine if that's what you want to do. But you got to understand, you're not going to find a scripture in this Bible that tells you that you should not eat it. But because you choose to eat it or not to eat it, I'm not going to force it upon you. Why? Because I love you and I want you to be better. And if you deem that necessary for you to do, then that's what you do and I'm not going to hound you about it. So I'm not going to invite you over to my house and have a five pound steak waiting on you. You call that destroying your brother with your meat. Look at verse 17. Look at verse 16. Let not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Doesn't matter to God if you eat or don't eat. Because it has nothing to do with your salvation. So the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. But righteousness. Doing the right thing by your brothers and sisters. And doing the right thing by yourself. And taking care of your family. And taking care of your body. And taking care 
of the things that you need to take care of in loving people that are around you. The Lord spoke to me yesterday about friends. About friends. How many do you have? Or do you just use people? We have to pray for those that despitefully use us. The Lord spoke to me about friends and it became so crystal clear. Your friends ought to be your prized possession. The people that you call friends ought to be folk that you love, admire, appreciate, and you let them know it. And you do good by them. And you don't stain the relationship by lying on them, trying to pull them down in mixed company. No, friends should be a prized possession in your life. You should love them, you should honor them, and you should respect them. You should hold them in high esteem because they are your friends. And that adds value to you because they belong to you. Does that make sense? Heck, if I ain't never preached, I'm preaching this morning. Can't keep doing that stuff. You got a church member out there and they got a problem and they got a problem, their child got a problem at school and you work in the school board and you see your member, that's your member. You take care of your member. Just like you wash your feet, you wash your hands. These are members that you take care of. You take care of your church members. You take care of people that are in the body of Christ. They come first. Ain't that in the Bible? To do good unto all men, but especially. Well, the Holy Ghost meant something when he said especially. You think especially just there because they ain't have nowhere else to go? Especially unto those who are the household of faith. If I got one dime, you my brother, there's a poor man standing here, I'm giving you my dime. Don't preach to me about giving this poor man my dime because God already told me who to give the dime to. So don't get on your high holy horse trying to tell me about giving him the dime. I'm going to give it to you. Now if you want him, you broke already. If you want him to have the dime, you give it to him. King of God is in doing what is right and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy comes by loving people. It's love, joy, and peace. The reason a lot of people have no joy because they ain't, they ain't walking in love. And faith working by love. See, when I love you, even though you do me wrong, when I love you, it's all for me. <laughs> it's all for me, Holmes. I'm loving you like all get out. And you got a problem with me because you won't forgive me and you won't resolve the issue. That's on you. <laughs> I am free to love you. So a life that is selfish is destructive. Verse 18. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable verse yeah is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things with which one may edify another. I'm I'm heavy on edification. <laughs> 
I, I'm heavy on building people up. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here because I only have one life. And the Lord saw fit to leave me here. I would have been gone over a month ago, September 15th. So I'm not just here. I'm here because I'm on a mission. And loving people must be priority. Oh, somebody say amen. amen. Okay. Now listen to the, this conclusion. Verse 19. Let us, that's the body of Christ, right? Therefore follow after things which make for peace and things with which one may edify another. For food, destroy not the work of God. You can't destroy Calvary because of a piece of pork chop. You can't destroy the, 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 the powerful redemption that's been rendered through Jesus Christ to us. So if we're in the same body and we're born again, don't you know if I eat a rotten egg, it's going to affect my whole body? So whatever I do that's non-productive is affecting the whole body. So why, why do I keep doing it? Is it self-hatred? And that's what's going on in the black community. Self-hatred. Self-destruction. You see me with a new car. You see me moving on. Now you got you got to say all that. Why do you have to say all that? Don't you know if God bless me, He got a blessing for you. But but you probably ain't gonna get it because you saying all that. But if there's another race, oh God, that's so nice. Could I get in it? Can I sit in it? But if somebody look like you, you think you all that. And see, that's part of the problem with women at the church. She thinks she all that. She ain't say that. <laughs> that's your mess. That's what you saying. And why would anybody be anybody and then think they ain't nobody? And then somebody start thinking they somebody. Here you come. You ain't nobody. That's not edifying. You know you got people in your life you don't even want to deal with. You don't even want to see them no more. Because they are so negative. All they do is sit up and talk about other people. That's a selfish life. You know when people do that you know what they're saying? Me. What about me? I don't mind having a conversation with you. But I need to talk about my blessings. I need to talk about how the God of Abraham, Daniel, and David came by to visit me. Mm -hmm. I need to talk to you about how he raised me. About me. Testimonies are good if you're going to give all the glory. 
Am I right about it? Make, make your boast in the Lord and let everybody know and make his deeds known among the people. It's okay to say I'm blessed and I'm highly favored and I'm moving on. But watch the turn. Now how are you doing? We never, we never make that turn. Two hours. See, I'm talking about me. Yeah, and I, I got this weed from India. <laughs> Baby, this weed came from India. <laughs> it's special because they ran down three cameras to get it. The brother ran all day and all night to get that camel. Yeah. You know, uh, this is what I've discovered. When you spend time building other people up, oh girl, that's a nice dress. Nice. I mean, you look so nice today. You know, you look like you just stepped out of GQ. You, you're so blessed. When you, when you Take that kind of attitude. Watch all the accolades start coming back to you. See now, if you're not getting any, it's because you didn't give any. You, you, you give as good as you get. I'm going to buy this message. <laughs> okay. Wow. Now, Romans 14, 1 through 6, because this is the generation that we are now living in. Watch this. Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubt for disputation. Quit arguing with people about meat and stuff, and just love people. Okay? Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye but not to doubtful disputings for one believeth that he may eat all things that's Mikey <laughs> another who is weak eateth herbs they go to Cracker Barrel and they get a vegetable plate or Piccadilly. All they eat. Oftentimes. Are salads. Zaxby. Huh. They think their minds are clearer. Because they eat salads. They move the fog off their mind. Because they eat Zaxby's salads. Or zalets. <laughs> you see, there, there are some that are weak. That's all they do is eat herbs. Every time you see them. And see, if you're a carnivorous person, you, you find yourself saying, How come you eat a hamburger or something? Why is it every time I see you, you eat rabbit food? Uh, it says now receive the brother but not to doubt for disputation in other words don't be arguing with them about the food they choose to eat cause you ain't gonna let them bag you down off them ribs see the real people are, they, they dangerous people 
Okay, look at verse 2. Verse 3. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let not him uh, who eateth not judge him that eateth. For God hath received him. God don't receive us on a menu. God receives us because we were sinners. And we had a need of being saved. Can I get a witness? Verse 4. Who art thou that judges another man's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Yea, he shall be held up for God is able to make him stand. So no matter how many folk come against you, God is your master. So who are you to judge me if I eat salad? Huh? And, and who am I to judge you if I eat a steak? Leave us alone. Let us eat. <laughs> May we eat now? No, here I come. We went out to the place where they have the buffet. I got chicken wings. I got drumettes. I got a pork chop and three ribs, one for the father. That's what I got on my plate. <laughs> That's what's on my plate. And here you come. After 45 minutes of being in the line, can't even see the color of the plate, can't see your thumb on the plate, you got a plate full of vegetables. Make me tired. <laughs> Here you come with your vegetables and your vinaigrette and all this rest of this stuff, pouring all that stuff on top of that with some eggs and then some, you know, all of that. I'm eating meat, you eat nerves. I am not to judge you. I just say that's what you like to eat. And I try very hard to bite my tongue because I sure want to talk about you. <laughs> I sure want to talk about you. But I withhold my peace because you're weak. All right, still here? Verse 6. He that regardeth the day, whether it's Sabbath day or Sunday, he that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord, and he that regardeth not the day to the Lord he doth not regard it. You ain't going to make me come to church. I'm here because I love Jesus. Huh? So if I got some Seventh-day Adventist brothers that go on Saturday, they go on Saturday. I, I shouldn't judge them like I've been doing. <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't judge them. Because I should have been on them. <laughs> uh -huh. He that regarded the day regarded it unto the Lord. And he that regarded not the day to the Lord he does not regard it. He that eateth. Eateth to the Lord, and he, for he giveth thanks. Wait a minute. He that eateth, for he giveth God thanks. So the guy's giving God thanks for the rabbit food 
And I'm giving God thanks for the ribs. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not and giveth God thanks. Now listen to this. For none of us liveth to himself. And no man dieth to himself. If I love you, I'm going to die out to what I'm doing that's causing you to be weak. No man liveth unto himself. So what are you living for? What are you living for? Who are you living for? Who are you trying to impress? Does your life say something? Does it say I love you? Or does it say I don't give a flip what you think. I'm going to do what I want to do. We see that sometimes in, in, in homes. The wife ain't working, but the husband is. The wife doesn't even know where to check is. What kind of relationship is that? You married and your wife don't know how, where your money is. Do you have any? <laughs> huh? Your kids ain't never seen Santa Claus. He ain't never came by there. Verse 7 is key. Listen. For none of us liveth to himself. And no man dieth to himself. For whether we live. We live unto the Lord. What am I living for? Whether we die. We die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die. We are the Lord. So quit cutting up. That's the life we used to live. We've been called away from that. You feel so much better when you love. People paying child support and not wanting to do it. It's your child. Now because you and the person that had the baby can't get along, don't punish the child. Christianity is like a good smell in a clean house. It permeates the whole environment. It says that love is in the house. And the back door is cracked because we letting some more in. Love is in the house because there's peace and there's Jesus here. Now I know I've I've stayed my time dealing with selfish folk. But do give me an opportunity to bring up the end that I would like to believe that all of us are striving to live on. And that is the upside to do things that's going to build up your brothers and sisters and to make peace with those that you are at odds with. Because love will carry you through that Love will make a way out of no way for you. You're giving away if what you keep is going to make you miserable and separated. Then you're releasing it because you want to be happy. Faith working by love.
for these few moments and allow me this. I want to talk about a life lived to God's glory. It's not difficult. It's really not. People makes it different. Romans 14, 7 through 12, you'll find these words again. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. It's going to be a funeral. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Notice what it, thank you Holy Ghost, notice what it does not say in verse 8. It does not say that we live for the Lord. We can't do that. You cannot live for God. You have to let him live his life through you. So when it says unto the Lord, it means I'm yielded for whatever your will is for my life and not for mine. So I yield to the Holy Spirit and I love you because in myself I can't do it. In myself I cannot make peace with you. You don't even like me. But my part in Christianity is to do my part. Okay, so we're not living for God, we're living unto. That means I die out daily. So his will be done in me. Man, this is, this is rich. Verse 8, for whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. We're God's property. For to this end, Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be Lord both of the dead and living. So whether we're living over here or we go to be with the Lord, we're living over there. So he, Christ died and revived to give the Christian opportunity to eat herbs or to eat meat. So don't be in contention with one another about those things that does not matter either way. Because at the end of the day, you got to eat. And my understanding about it is that everything you eat turns to sugar. It turns to glucose. Because glucose is what runs your body. And when your glucose level is down like a certain person that I know went all the way down off the chart, you're supposed to be dead. But God. But God. I don't know why people are always trying to throw my little testimony upon the short yellow bus. I don't know why they do that. Why my testimony can't be valid? <laughs> Thank you, Sister Girl. Why, I, I, how come I got to be making up some stuff? It sounds like this from some ignorant people. Pastor, did you, did, did you really do drugs? Like I'm lying. You know I did. I sold some of y'all some of it. And, and now with this testimony, did you really die? Did you really, did you really, did, did, did your glucose really go off the chart? Did, did that really happen? It sure did. And I tell you one thing, 
the third church testimony that the Lord going to give me, I'm waiting on it. You better not doubt it either. I got a right to have a testimony. I got a right to testify of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. <laughs> God is good to me. He's better to me than I've been to myself. Can I get a witness in here? Ain't God good? Can you tell the Lord thank you? Can you praise him right now? Can you lift him up? Can you rejoice in his goodness? Is the Lord good to you or what? Didn't he bless you this morning? Didn't grace wake you up? God has given you another day. Can I get an amen? So whether we live or whether we die, we belong to Jesus. And at the end of the day, everything is going to be all right. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy, I tell you, will come in the morning time. He's a good God all of the time. And God wants you happy. And God wants you whole. And God wants you complete. Can I get a hallelujah at the church? All praise God anyway. Praise him anyway. Now before you get started, I got one more thing I need to... And I need to drop on you right quick. Y'all, 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 y'all sit down. When a man searches out his heart and pulls inventory on his life, he has to make an assessment. Of what God has done. Over against what he's trying to do. You have to pull inventory. And you have to assess. Your life. In light of these scriptures. I had a lot more to share with you. But you got happy on me. <laughs> See. It caused me to kind of back up three feet one for the father but I really want you the Lord wants you because he's here the, the Lord is in this place we're not just over here doing something the Lord is here and he's here right now and he's here to meet every need in this house and some of y'all need to learn how to be happy some of y'all need to learn how to rejoice evermore and to pray without ceasing. Quit living your life unto yourself. Reach out and make some new friends. Ain't nobody after your wife. But when you run inventory, I run inventory in my life. In, in and I'm so blessed. I really am. Goodness I am. I have no animosity against you. I don't want to see you destroyed. I want the best that Jesus died and rose again for you. And you not pulling me into your web of life. 
If that's the life you want to live, you go on and live it. But I ain't living it with you. Because I cost too much. And you cost too much. To be living a raggedy life. Paul. The great apostle. To the Gentiles. Philippians 1.21. came up with a divine revelation and it would behoove thank you Fred Jr. it would behoove all of us to pay very close attention to what Paul's life was in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 21 I got to leave you now. But I hope I've left something with you. That's going to make you a stronger Christian. We are Christians. And they shall know that we are Christians. By our love. By our love. I'm going to love you even if you don't want me to. Because you ain't going to control the love coming out of my spirit. Because the more I love you, the freer I get. Paul, who had suffered many things at the hands of his countrymen. Paul, who had been shipwrecked and in the deep. And in peril among false brethren. Paul who met Jesus for himself on the road to Damascus Paul you ever read any of his writings Paul had gone through a lot had been beaten had been maligned had been thrown into jail and persecuted and was in peril among false brethren. Paul. Who met Jesus. Like I did. For himself. Had gone through all of that. And a whole lot more. This is what he writes. And it's heart shattering. And it's revealing. Because if we continue to stay outside on the outer peripherals of Christianity instead of going into it, instead of suffering persecution and being lied on, if we don't get into that place where pressure is put on our lives to show who we are, we're not growing. We got to get into the pressure point. We got to get in there uh, where that place is where we are not appreciated. Where we are not liked. Because that's where the battle is. And I'm not yielding myself to do wrong with you to be accepted by you. Ain't going to do it. So if you don't like me for who I am, then you might as well forget it because I'm not changing 
into the person that you are, which ain't had no value to nobody. Too many of God's people are on our peripheral, on the outside, and want everybody to like them so they ain't going to dare raise up the standard. You got to get to that place where they hate you. Uh, to, if they don't do nothing else today, they're going to hate you. If you don't do anything else, they got something bad to say about you. That's where you want to live. Because the Bible says when all men speak well of you you'll transgress for a piece of bread. You don't want to be known by your friends. You want to be known by your enemies. You need some big bad Goliaths on your on your track trying to turn you back so you really get what it really means when you talk about the sword or the spirit I killed him and the best way to kill negative influence is to show your light but anyway anyway quit trying to float through here having everybody like you even Jesus couldn't do that you just got to stand for who you are and be what God has called you to be. If you don't like me, that's on you because I love me. And I'm striving to love my neighbor as myself. I finally got the water out of my driveway, so we good. But after Paul had gone through all that, you would think, ah, you would think that he would be bitter. Thrown into jail. Put in stocks. Beaten with many stripes. You would think that Paul would be bitter instead of better. But he wasn't bitter. Paul reassessed the value that he added to Christianity and the blessing that he was to other people and how unselfish he was and how relentless he was to make sure that Christ would be magnified in his body by life or by death. Ain't that in your Bible? So here Paul writes in Philippians 1.21 Now remember what am I living for? What am I living for? When I, when, when, when I, when I could, you, you know I am. Just got to wait on me. When you take a look at your life, what you call your life, and the blessings of the Lord that make it rich and add no sorrow with it. God wants you happy in the big house with a big car, with big money. God ain't got no problem with all that. But our interaction with people, in interaction with ourselves, is where God is looking. That's where God is looking. How you treat your neighbor, how you treat your coworker. How do you treat your friends? Have they been elevated to that place where you love them regardless? So out of all that Paul had gone through, this is such a blessing to me. He says in Philippians 1 and 1, 
And he, he, he can only testify for his own life just like you. You can't testify for my life. I have to do that. For to me, Paul said just to me, to live is Christ. Yeah. To me. Paul says when I meet a challenge, I die out. And, and I let Jesus come forward. To me. To live is Christ. That's the answer. What am I living for? Who am I living for? Christ. For to me, to live is Christ. And notice this. And to die is gain. Paul says, I got him over here. And he's helping and blessing me. And to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When I go over there, I'm going to have him over there. To die is gain. So whether I live or whether I die, I am God's property. I belong to him. And I must assume responsibility for how I treat you. I don't even have to like you, but I better figure out how to love you. For to me to live is Christ. And that, that's not just physical death. That's dying out to what I really want to do. I can't do it because it will weaken you. So I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to die out to it. God moves through dead Christians. Not those that are still alive. Because if you're still alive. You're still struggling with how you treat other people. If you're still alive, you're still struggling with a lot of things that you should not be struggling with. Dead folk don't talk back. And when I, what, I, what, I, what I mean by that is this. We say what God say. We be about it. I, I meant live people. They talk back. Dead folk don't. Go to a local funeral home and tell them, you know, you're willing to put that white coat on because you need to go to the morgue and see if them dead folk down and they're going to talk to you. Dead folk don't talk. But what Paul discovered is that Christ is his life. And that's the one who should be our lives. What am I living for? Who am I living for? For Jesus Christ. Not Buddha, not Allah. I ain't playing around trying to go and find nobody else to save me. I'm already saved. I pray for this great church that God has planted here in West Report that we would grow to become who God has called us to be. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's thank God. I'm telling you. Let's thank God for His Word. Let's thank God for His goodness. There is power, power, wonder working power in the blood of Jesus. I was at a home 
The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you say those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible... You pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.